So we've done some surveys with people and overwhelming majority of people say that these types of videos have helped them grow their audience anywhere from like 20% up to 2x. And that was like about two thirds of the respondents uh, from a survey we did. Hey everyone, welcome to Supercasters. I'm Jason Suhoy, co-founder and CEO of Supercast. And on this show, we interview world-class podcasters, deconstruct their growth strategies and find out how they build sustainable independent businesses that thrive on a strong relationship with their listeners. In this episode, we're going to switch gears a little and speak with someone who helps podcasters get discovered across all platforms. We know discoverability is top of mind for anyone that's serious about growing their listenership, so I'm excited to be speaking with Oliver Wellington, co-founder of Headliner, an online tool that's helped hundreds of thousands of podcasters promote their podcast through video. If you want to attract new listeners to your show, and you know, let's face it, who doesn't? Headline is a great addition to your marketing toolkit, and we're going to go deep on getting the most bang for buck when it comes to promoting your podcast with video. So let's dive in. Hey, Oliver, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course, I am very excited to be having this interview because Supercasters is obviously a new podcast, something that we launched, and video is one of those things that has just been boiling away, simmering away at the back of my mind, something that I know that we should invest in because you know, there's just additional traffic and additional platforms like YouTube that we can be taking advantage of if we repurpose our content. Before we get into the juicy stuff, uh, would love just to ask, you know, a little bit about your story. How did you get into headliner and podcasting? Sure. So <clears throat> I've always been a big fan of audio recording myself. I was in a band many years ago. I acquired, as a lot of people in bands do, a bunch of random gear. Kind of have always been interested in just that kind of whole world. And so kind of because of that, I was interested in podcasting, both as like a medium to enjoy, to listen to. Some of the first stuff I started listening to were shows from WNYC, uh, like Radio Lab, stuff like that, kind of like the original podcasts that were repurposed from, from radio shows. I've always been interested in podcasting, basically. The company itself, Headliner, you know, so I've kind of been on this journey around audio. My career kind of started in, in music and then moved into startups by, I went to business school after kind of getting a little disenfranchised with the music industry, as a lot of people do. Right. Um, and after that, I am um, synced up with uh, my co-founder, Neil Modi, who had started another a company previous uh, called Enrelate, which was a tool, this is in 2009, a tool that helped bloggers better circulate content around their website through uh, widgets. So at the bottom of an article, it would say, you may also like other stories from my blog. They could link to stories from around the web, whatever they wanted. And it would kind of help people get to the model of the article, but keep clicking, keep reading and keep discovering that content. And mm -hmm. so Neil and I grew that company from 2009 to 2015. It was acquired by IAC, a public company based out of New York City right. uh, in 2012. You know, we were on a hundred thousand publisher sites doing five, six billion impressions a month. The team was about 40. And then in 2015, we moved on. And so Neil and I kind of took about six months off, kind of just, you know, after a startup, you kind of need some time to recuperate, I guess. Right. And so, you know, it had been a long, you know, five year kind of, it was fast, but it was a long, you know, fast five years, a lot of craziness. So we took a little time off and then we kind of got together and started talking about what our next uh, business venture would be. And so 
me having the background in audio, being interested in podcasting, he being interested in helping new kind of content get discovered, we settled around like, let's do something with podcasting because we had had a lot of experience working with bloggers and especially bloggers in the time period we had worked with them before they had access to all these great tools they have access to now. I kind of saw podcasting as being in a similar space where there's a lot of people that want to get into podcasting, a lot of people getting into podcasting, but they might not have access to kind of the level of tools they need to get out there and, and promote themselves, get discovered, and really make what they want. So our first attempt was actually an app called Spareman, which allows you to get on the app and see people that were available to sync up and record a conversation and then easily share it out with the world. We didn't get a ton of users using that, you know, a ton of people using that app, you know, in the tens of thousands, but nothing like crazy. But we had this one little feature in it where when you wanted to share that conversation, it would make a video embed you could put out on the web. Hmm. And so what happened was people were just starting to ask us, well, I don't really want to use your app. Can I just upload my own audio for this video embed? That was kind of a pointer of like, hey, like the app we built is cool, like, but it's not exactly as potentially big or going to be as popular as just this video embed feature. So from there, WNYC had released an open source audiogram generator, and it was really hard to install. I was trying to install it on my laptop to just to test it out. Couldn't figure it out. And so I asked one of our tech guys, like, could you just set this up for me? He set it up on some like server. It was like, you know, there's just a string of numbers. It was like 71.93, whatever. <laughs> I actually started, I knew a bunch of podcasters because I've been, you know, reaching out to them, meeting them at events, stuff like that. And so I just sent them a link to this like random URL and it kind of just started taking off this like thing we were hosting. We kind of spent some time just on the side, making sure that like this thing could handle all the people using it, you know, this open source thing. And then realized like, hey, like, this is actually getting more traffic than our app and we're just hosting this other thing. Why don't we build our own podcast video creation tool? And that is kind of what Headliner became. So we kind of switched the company from this app and the side project to being totally focused on helping podcasters make videos to get out there and get discovered on social media. And so it's been kind of a classic wild ride ever since. And this is about two and a half years ago. So, you know, we've just been working on building Headliner out Essentially, we, we're really big into like feedback. So getting users to tell us what to change in the app, what they like, what they don't like, and then making those changes as fast as possible mm -hmm. um, so that the app is actually what people want. Because I don't think any of us know what people want. Like we don't go in presupposing what a podcaster wants. We're kind of learning as we go and building the product that they want. So I'm probably drifting a little bit from your original question, but roughly <laughs> that's kind of how it happened. Like, no, I love um, it. We had a startup sold it and then uh, started a new company. And it's actually most of the team is the uh, same people from our last company. Uh, yeah, I love it in uh, all manner of ways, but particularly that that organic kind of discovery process that, that you're talking about where, you know, you built this whole big app and actually it was only this like little bit over here that people all of a sudden started using and, and, and really valued and that turned into this whole other business. Maybe if we could riff on that a little bit. So the first few customers for, I guess, the new headliner, you know, like the video feature, how did you find them? And what did you hear from them that made you think, okay, you know, we've got something here, you know, like going from that kind of like nugget of, okay, people are using this to that reality or the realization that, you know, there's a business here. Yeah, it's kind of like 
I guess it's probably similar to anything you do in life. It's like if you're if you create something, you know, if you're even you're creating your podcast or releasing your first episode, it's very analogous. Um, so we, you know, it's like talk to friends and family for starters. You know, find out if anyone in your close circles is actually doing the stuff. See what they think, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Having been in, in this kind of world of blogging before, a lot of bloggers became podcasters. So we actually knew some people from our previous company we could reach out to. Um, but it's basically you're you know starting out with your close network, getting feedback from them. Um, in terms of headliner itself, we had had this app out for a while, so we had branched out a little bit beyond our own networks. It's almost like the app became a test bed for what headliner you know that grew out of it. In the sense that we had a few you know I don't know what it was, maybe twenty thousand people that had tried the app out or something like that, and and they were overwhelmingly podcasters. The way we knew was honestly just seeing the traffic to this like hosted thing we were putting up for video creation, move past our own app traffic. That alone was enough. And then also people saying it's great and all that stuff like they do, but also like if it went down because the server got overloaded, all the people writing in to say, hey, like, could you put this back up? I need it. I need this thing going. Like, how am I going to make my videos? So that's kind of when we knew, like, not necessarily that we had a great business, but that we were onto something in terms of the product, especially because this was, um, so, you know, this was like a free open source thing we released. One of the big things for us was like, hey, if we're going to, you know, start this out of this open source project that we were hosting, we're going to always have a very generous free version of the app because we want to kind of keep that going. And so, you know, we didn't even charge for the app for the first year plus. We were kind of trying to figure out what the business model might be, how to charge, you know, do we do a SaaS model? Do we do some sort of ad supportive model? But we ended up settling after a year on a classic kind of SaaS model. And, and the main reason kind of came down to the fact that I think we would have actually tested a little bit longer, but some of the features people wanted, especially around transcription, processing much longer videos. So in Headliner, you know, you can do a short video for social. You can also process uh, a longer video to put your whole episode up on YouTube. And so th- those things get kind of costly. So it was kind of at a point where we needed to charge to even like keep things running. So you know, we released the pricing, you know, as I said, like a year and a half ago, but it's been kind of uh, interesting to kind of figure out what's the right way to grow and, and how to grow faster. And, and, you know, podcasting is getting bigger, so it's obviously growing hmm. on its own, but we've grown very similarly to how podcasting itself has grown, I would say. Like, right. you know, when we released Headliner, I just looked at this recently, we were getting about 20, 30 signups a day, and that has moved up a bit you know, year over year to now, like, well, it's moved up a lot. Uh, but what I was saying is it, it, it didn't like, it never shot up like hmm. this huge growth curve, right? It's more right. like it's grown pretty well. So now we're getting about a thousand, you know, around a thousand, you know, 900 to 1200 signups a day on average. Wow. And so like, you know, two years later. When COVID broke out, I was, one thing I was following just out of curiosity more than anything was Google Trends for mm-hmm. podcast microphones, which spiked big time. And I was, uh, yeah. I was just kind of like, wow, that's kind of a leading indicator that, you know, podcasts are about to hit iTunes. Um, did you see the same thing? Yeah, we've seen a lot of increase in signups since um, COVID because people are, yeah, people are home. They're starting podcasts. Hmm. People that had podcasts, a lot of people have more time to promote them now. Let me go back and just say like, you know, the main thing when I ask people, you know, I've talked to thousands of podcasters, email, in person, wherever. And there was kind of a point where I was like trying to, you know, you always try to figure out the product. Like, why do people leave? Like, we don't have like a crazy churn rate, but, you know, we always want to know, like people are leaving, like what makes them leave? And so- 
I was worried it was because there's something wrong with the product, but the overwhelming answer from podcasters was that they don't have enough time to do everything. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have enough time to like promote their podcast at all. So they're not going to make tons of videos. So kind of because of that, I feel like there's this, like there was this kind of nascent want to work on these podcasts too. That was probably unlocked a little bit during COVID for people that, yeah, I'm not saying it's easy and that people just have tons of time now, but once you're kind of home, you know, you can decide if you want to work more on your podcast and a lot of people have. Right. And so, yeah, we've seen a, a large uh, increase in signups. You know, we've kind of been seeing growth regardless, but COVID, the COVID period has definitely increased um, quite a bit. Right. That's probably a good spot to ask you, how does Headliner works? For somebody that has never dived into video or, or checked out Headliner, uh, maybe you could give a little bit of an overview. Sure. So Headliner is basically the easiest way to create videos to promote your podcast. So you don't need to have any knowledge of video editing or video creation to make videos. If you do have knowledge of that, you could actually do a lot more in Headliner. But for a person just starting out, uh, it's a great way to basically you sign in. Um, I, I suggest to everyone, you know, just start out with the free account. Obviously, you can pay us if you want, but like Try the free account. It's very generous. It'll it'll give you quite a bit of stuff to try. So you um you go in and you'll see a few different wizards you can use to make different types of videos. So the main way that podcasters use Headliner is two different wizards in there. There's the um, audiogram wizard where you go in, you type in your podcast, or if you have your clip ready, you can upload it. But you you upload your audio into Headliner. It'll process that audio, transcribe it, and then you pull in your cover art. And then you can choose a moving waveform to kind of add some animation to there. And then honestly, if you want to just do that, it's really simple. It takes about a minute. You can hit export. You can also uh, use the automatic video tool within Headliner. So you actually just set your podcast, choose your template, say how long you want your clips to be, and click, click, send me my videos. And then every time you have a new episode published, it'll send you a video for that. It also can you know send you a clip every day or every week kind of depending on what you want. But roughly speaking, it's just, if you've ever seen videos on social media that have a little moving waveform, captions, and are out there promoting a podcast, there's a pretty good chance uh, it was created on Headliner. And that's the kind of stuff you can quickly create on Headliner. So it's kind of like a video creator made from an audio creator's perspective, if that makes sense. It does. Um, And so where are people using these audiograms you know is it i imagine twitter and facebook a lot um do they also post them on youtube longer form versions of them yeah absolutely so yeah it um for the shorter stuff it's like twitter facebook instagram youtube people put stuff on tiktok and snap linkedin actually i always forget but linkedin is actually a huge spot that these videos go to Mm -hmm. and and they've seen really great results there too so i don't want to forget linkedin but yeah then you can also exactly for getting your stuff up on youtube Not everyone has like Joe Rogan's production budget, you know, to have all those cameras in their studio. Right. And so for that, uh, you can just upload your audio to Headliner. It'll create one of these audiograms for your full episode and you can upload it um, up to YouTube. The other place I've seen people put them is embedding them on their website as well. Yeah. But yeah, anywhere video lives. You know, you kind of joked, you know, with the Joe Rogan production budget thing, but uh, I'm interested in your perspective on the different levels of commitment that a podcaster can make when it comes to video. How would you mm-hmm. think about, you know, I guess 
the ROI of, I've got a podcast today, I've got, you know, my audio feed and I'm thinking about getting into video. Is there a way to like bucket into, you know, like kind of level one, level two, level three of, you know, getting into to video and, you know, your recommended approach to that? Sure. So I would say the first thing is like everyone's into podcasting because they like audio first and foremost. And especially in today's world, it's very video centric. Like if you're comfortable being in front of the camera, go for it. But if you're not, that's okay too, you know? So the first thing I'd say is make sure you're doing what you're comfortable with and don't force yourself to do something you're not comfortable with. Because Mm -hmm. if you go down that road, you're probably not going to succeed because you're going to be doing something you don't really want to do. And like for a lot of people, podcasting is like a a fun thing they do. So like make sure you keep it fun. (laughs) Like don't force yourself to do something you don't want to do. So, but to answer your question, right? Like the easiest level one, whatever you want to say, thing to do to get, into video would be to create these short form videos on on a platform like ours or wherever you really want to, but on a platform like ours, because you just need your audio to start and you can kind of find all the imagery you need within Headliner, for example, uh, to create these videos. So you don't actually need to bring anything to the table image wise, you know, your podcast cover will automatically come in and that's actually enough in a lot of cases. You can search for um, stock images, stuff like that within Headliner. Um, or you can upload your own stuff. So it's kind of like there's this world where you're making a video, but it's kind of like a, you know, it's got a sample of your audio and it. it's got some animations, some GIFs, but it's not actually a video of you yourself. And that's like the easiest way to get going. I think the next level up is is kind of what we're doing now is just getting on a, a web camera, either if it's built into your computer or otherwise, and just recording on um, Zoom or Google Meet or any whatever your kind of method of choice is just starting to like get in the habit of recording the, the interview. And I actually always suggest to record the interviews, whether or not you're going to use the video, you you might as well record the video because a, you can make eye contact with the person you're interviewing and B, maybe you do decide you want to use the video and at least you have it, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's kind of the next level up. And then the third level I would say would be, yeah, like what kind of Joe Rogan does and a number of podcasters do, or, or even back in the day, like originally, I, I think I saw the first time I saw this would have been like Don Imus or Howard Stern, you know, had a, you know, a videoed up studio where it's like you kind of set up an actual studio space with multiple cameras around the room that you can then edit to afterwards and kind of have a like essentially like a, you know, a live TV show podcast. Well, it doesn't have to be live, but you have a, a recording of your podcast being recorded live. Right. And I would say that would be kind of like the most in-depth and expensive to produce version. But, you know, I think for probably 99% of people out there, you know, you can do a lot and get pretty far with, you know, what you already have on your phone and your laptop, just using free tools like Headliner, Zoom, other stuff out there and kind of get a lot of what you need to get these videos done there. And so the other thing I'd say for videos too, if we're talking videos or points of videos, you know, is to add, you know, if you do if you do videos um, of yourself, it's always nice to add captions to them. Um, that should help increase engagement as well. So, and that's something you can do in Headliner too. If you actually just, if you aren't, you know, if you're saying, hey, I'm actually doing the level three one, right? Like I, I have a studio. It's got cameras everywhere. Like, what do I need to use Headliner for? An app for? You know, you, you can still increase your, you know, when you're getting it ready for social media adding captions is a great way to increase engagement because a lot of people watch videos with the sound off. So um, that's another thing I always recommend too. But yeah, for most podcasters, especially just starting out that are strapped for time, I think just making those like audiograms and and, um, other kind of motion graphic videos without recording yourself is great. 
and then next level up is just record on um your the video conference tool of your choice really i mean that's yeah that's and, and even the people that do the other level one in studio might often do the the audio recording through like a, a zoom or something like that as well especially right. during covid right so yeah with with regards to getting i guess new traffic through social media do you find that people are using uh, you know these these audiograms to engage followers that they already have you know like they've already got a following on twitter on linkedin on facebook or whatever and it's about getting you know people those people to your show or do you find that it's also you know very useful in growing that audience so from we've done like some you know it's really hard for us to know the exact stats on this because we're you know helping people export these videos and then once they export it we don't have much view into what happens right. on social like in terms of like hard data that i can say oh Right. So we've done some surveys with people and, you know, overwhelming majority of people say that these types of videos have helped them grow their audience anywhere from like 20 to 2x. Right. And so 20 percent up to 2x. And that was like about two thirds of the respondents uh, from a survey we did. You know, that being said, it's it's all hard to track. But but to answer your exact question, like, I think it helps it for both things, because mm -hmm. if you, you know, you engage your audience with um, a clip of your show they actually have something to see it's kind of like a little trailer hmm. and then they can see it and if they reshare it it's going to get to new people and then in terms of new people it gives people a chance to hear your your voice one of the main reasons that people like or don't like a podcast is because how the podcast host voice sounds so mm -hmm. you can think about it if, if you have a great show title that lots of people like but maybe the voice isn't what they want to hear or vice versa. Maybe like the topic that someone's seeing on social um, is super interested in, but they really like the way you talk and the way you explain things and how you sound, they're going to listen to it. And so this kind of gives you an opportunity for people to find it, you know, in terms of how it actually gets out there and, and people, how they discover it, it's, it's all about what well, we can get into a little bit later, but yeah, I think it's all about testing really. Awesome. Yeah. Excited to yeah. dive into that. And so what's next for headliner? Um, you know, you kind of going deeper into audio to video. Are there other things on the horizon? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, we basically looked at, so, you know, the main thing is audiograms have been around for a while and, you know, just to like refresh everyone's, you know, the definition of that essentially is a, a single image with a moving waveform audio and potentially captions. And that's, and that gets exported as a, as a video and shared to social. So, that's kind of an audiogram. It's not like a straight up video, right? And so we've kind of been thinking a lot about like audiograms are great. They help, they do a lot better, you know, a lot better than, than a standard image or text, especially for, for promoting audio. But can like we do better, right? Can we do better than an audiogram? And so that's what I've been focusing on a little bit the last few months and now a lot more. And it's a big thing for us in Q4 is these new types of videos that are kind of taking like, these motion graphic templates and then inserting um, your podcast cover art or episode art into them. I, I'm still actually trying to think of a good name to call them, but I'm kind of calling them in like advanced podcast videos now. And so they're right now they're available in our automation section. You can kind of pick these templates where it's not an audiogram. It's more of like a motion graphic kind of podcast trailer. Yeah. And I was so, going trailer was the first yeah. word that popped to mind for me. Maybe that's what you should call them. Yeah, just call them trailers. So yeah, so we've um, we've got a few of them going, and I'm I'm testing them all on social to kind of figure out the ones that work best, and we're going to be getting more of those in, and and that's kind of like one of the main things that we're working on now. Um, 
Yeah, like episode or, trailers uh, as opposed to podcast trailers. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Episode trailers. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like that. That's cool. Yeah. You know, what are your thoughts on video being offered by podcast players like, you know, Apple and Spotify? Like, you know, Rogan, obviously, you know, he got he's getting pulled off YouTube and he's going to be, you know, Spotify's test case for doing the immersive, you know, audio and video, you know, as a whole within Spotify's podcast player. Apple has actually, you know, had it for some time where, you you know, you can watch – yeah, yeah. You know, CNBC or whatever, and it's video. And, you know, I just don't think, you know, many people are aware of it. And I don't know whether it's growing or, you know, kind of this little experiment that, you know, has never really taken off. Do you have any views on that? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. The Apple podcast, the video thing they had for, man, it's been there forever. <laughs> but it's also like not really, I don't know yet. I'm not sure if it's ever going to take off. But the Apple one, it might, I, I don't know enough to really comment on that. But what I will say is like, I think it comes back to what I was saying in the beginning, basically, that if you can get comfortable being in front of the camera and want to do things that way and, and are good at it and, and like it, like you're probably going to get more, you'll probably get more people subscribing faster, you know, in, in most cases. Right. But that doesn't mean it's the right move for you. So if, if you know, if you're not into video, um, I think just focusing on your audio is, is, and you have to focus on your audio anyways to even start. So I think that's fine too. But regardless of what you do, I do believe that like in today's world, the way everything is video focused on social media, people are getting used to like just consuming videos versus even reading at this point. Like you kind of need to have at least a video strategy Mm. for your audio. And so that's something you really need to think about. However you do it, like you, you're going to, if you want to get the most out of your promotion, you're going to need to do some stuff with video, you know, whatever that is. Um, so that's, that's the main thing I'd kind of say about that is that I think there's going to be a blurred line between podcasting, television, just normal video broadcast, internet video. It'll all be blur a bit like, um, but there'll always be straight up podcasts and there'll always be a need to, you know, promote them and incoming and promoting them you're gonna probably need to play around with video somewhat yeah that's a that's a great segue you know i have heard a number of podcasters when i ask them you know how do they find more listeners they just say itunes you know and that's the extent of it there's you know they um for whatever you know either they're just getting started or they were fortunate enough to to get going you know just as everything was taken off and so they they kind of had that head start into the algorithm that's that's got them to where they they are we're going to to move on to our premium section now mm-hmm. um, and so yeah for our supercasters premium listeners um, we're going to ask a few audience questions as well as uh, deep diving into Oliver's playbook for getting more traffic to your podcast with, with video the very important subject that he just talked about and hinted at in terms of having a strategy for for how to leverage audio to get more traffic. So if you've been feeling like you need to get into video but aren't quite sure uh, which tactics to follow or, or what specifically to do, this is your chance to learn from someone who's seen hundreds of thousands of podcasters do it. So if you'd like to listen, you can sign up for Supercast's premium feed at premium.supercast.com or click the link in the show notes. Uh, It's 100% free and you'll get the premium Supercasters feed in your podcast player of choice in just a couple of taps. That's premium.supercast.com 
uh, and there is absolutely no special apps to download uh, or copy and pasting of RSS feeds. That's it, folks. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd be most appreciative of a review on iTunes uh, so you can help us with our discoverability uh, and getting the good word out to more podcasters like you. Bye for now. Thank you.